Hello, folks, and welcome to another edition of Variable D Postulate Ensemble Projects. I'm your host, your friendly neighborhood studio man, Nick Drozdoff. This program is being uploaded Christmas Day 2020. I don't really have any seasonal music programmed, but I kind of think this is a special, nice program in any case. Today I'm featuring an interview with Mark Steiner, nephew of Niall Steiner, inventor of both the Ewe, or electronic wind instrument, and Evie, electronic valve instrument, and the RAD, or a new type of Ewe. Mark is an expert on the use of the Evie, electronic valve instrument, and we'll be talking to him about that instrument a great deal. First, a shout out to the instrument companies that I support. On trumpet, I play all wedge mouthpieces designed and manufactured by Dr. Dave Harrison of British Columbia on beautiful Gabriola Island. These are wonderful mouthpieces and you owe it to yourself to try one of them out. Just go to wedgemouthpiece.com to find out more. I also play all Getson trumpets from bass trumpet to piccolo. These horns are manufactured in Elkhorn, Wisconsin and as professional horns go, they are very favorably priced. You'll get a lot of bang for your bucks is what I'm saying. So in any case, if you want to find out more, just go to Getson.com. We'll be glad you did. Okay, before we get to today's show, I want to feature a track that I've been working on for quite a while now. As I said earlier, I don't really have any seasonal music, but I have a bit of a Christmas present. Well, it's a, it's a present to me. This track was almost completely finished by June 7th, except for the flugelhorn solo. However, I, I was suddenly laid up. I'll spare you the details. I kind of don't feel like sharing them in this show. But I was told it would take a minimum of 8 to 12 months to be back to normal. Well, I was able to dub my flugel solo after 6 months. And so I was able to finish the project off a little earlier than anticipated. This is a virtual big band project featuring Colin Drawstuff on keyboards, Kevin McMahon on bass, Luke Angley on drums, and Andy Schlinder on all saxes. I overdub all the brass parts, so my Christmas treat to myself is to finally release the audio portion of this project here today. The video will turn up this week also. In any case, here is my treatment of Maynard Ferguson's chart on Country Road, composed by James Taylor and arranged by Kenny Wheeler.
Well, thanks for indulging me and listening to that chart, folks. I do appreciate it. Now let's get on to the show. Today I'm interviewing Mark Steiner, an expert on synthesized music and the use of the EV, or electronic valve instrument, a wonderful tech double for trumpeters. Having faded a bit since its invention, the EV has been experiencing a renaissance thanks to a few adventurous trumpeters and a small manufacturing company in Sweden, Berglund Musical Instruments. I'll let Mark tell the story, but first, let's listen to his using the EV on a track he calls Mr. Booth.
ladies and gentlemen, I'm here uh, on Zoom with Mark Steiner, uh, who is uh, your be a nephew of Niall Steiner. What's, that's that's right. Yeah, um, my father John Steiner uh, is Niall's older brother. Uh, my father was a classical violinist in the Utah Symphony and went on to be a dentist, but still played in other symphonies. Oh, wow. yeah. for quite a while. We even played. I played trumpet in the symphony with him at one point. Yeah. Uh, together so it's kind of neat but yeah i'm uh, i'm niles nephew i'm yeah. just pretty lucky to be because wow what a what a neat guy and an influence uh we just heard a, a track <clears throat> you um recorded uh called mr booth and yes look well, you know can you tell me a little bit about just tell me all about that track that a little bit tell me all about that track boy that that track is um really different um i played all the instruments on that one um and I, I, uh, what I really like about it, it's one of my more favorite um, EVI solos near the end. I'm playing a, an analog modular EVI. And so you can kind of hear there's, there's some really good, you know, breath control and human expression. But then I'm, uh, with some of the phrasing, I'm cross-fading in with the instruments, uh, some some different effects from the modular that are kind of really spacier out there. Well, um, just to kind of uh, yeah. enlighten our listeners, I mean, I've been doing a little bit of a series on this already. So mm -hmm. if you know, if repeat customers may already know, but just to kind of help our listeners, what is an EVI? Edward Victor I. <laughs> yeah, well, my uncle Niall Steiner, um, um, back in the seventies or maybe starting a little earlier, um, invented. This instrument, it's EVI stands for electronic valve instrument, and it's a synthesizer you blow into and you finger like a trumpet. And if you uh, and and far more people have heard of his woodwind version, which is the EWI or people call it an EWI, uh, electronic uh, woodwind instrument. And that one is the same thing except it fingers like a sax or a flute, something similar to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I I'm fascinated by it, and I'm really interested it kind of seemed like the instrument sort of started out got a little popularity you know a kai picked them up and then um they, they kind of disappeared you know they didn't really catch on with trumpet players but it's enjoying a bit of a renaissance right now from what i understand uh what, what can you say about that you know it really is and it's a neat thing um First of all, and I only found this out this last year talking to Niall about it. I used to think the EVI just didn't sell as well or the or the it didn't lend itself to smaller combo groups or something, trumpet versus sax, you know, kind of scene. But what I found out is that Akai was really interested in the in the EWI and but at the very first when they started uh were using, they started deciding to produce Niall's instruments. They said, well, okay, we'll do one run of the EVI, but then mm -hmm. we'll just keep going on the EWI. So okay. I, I wonder how that would have turned out if they kind of kept doing it. Um, and what's interesting is um, most people don't know what an EVI is, but nearly everyone has heard Niall playing it, yeah, uh, yeah. either on uh, all kinds of, uh, you know, TV show theme songs, and movies he played in Star Trek and Apocalypse Now and oh, wow. um, hundreds of movies. And he played in uh, um, the the whole soundtrack for The Black Stallion. He improvised with a pianist and and uh, really, yeah, he's he's done a lot in a lot of movies. Um, and uh, there was a there was a 
commercial for cereal one morning that I heard. Huh. And, and, and I heard the most beautiful, lush trumpet playing with uh, such ease and, and clarity. And I thought, wow, I want to know who that trumpet player is. And I later found out it was Niall playing a trumpet sample. Huh. And, uh, and, it, and, the, and the commercial was kind of produced in the style of Maurice Jarre, uh, kind of like uh, Maurice Jarre, who, who did uh, the soundtrack for many things, but also he did a, the soundtrack for Witness, and Niall played a lot of similar things in that Witness soundtrack, wow. the movie Witness, that had Harrison Ford. And, so he, oh, he's, yeah, done, yeah, he's yeah, done a yeah. lot of neat things. Um, you, you mentioned the resurgence, and that is for a lot of years, you could not get an EVI, but there were some really good EVI players like Don Kagan you talked about, um, and you know Steve Anderson, uh, a lot of pro players, and many of which played exclusively the EVI. Mm -hmm. um, and session players and live players and they could not get their hands on an, on an EVI. Or if they did, it was really pricey and you never know how well it would work because they were all really old. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so uh, recent, recently, uh, Steve Anderson got together with John Berglund. Uh, and uh, John Berglund is in Sweden. Okay. And he's an amazing programmer and he's an amazing product designer and synthesist. And, and uh, those two got together and for about a year prototyped uh, to make a new, uh, a new kind of EVI. And so the Berglund Instruments new EVI is on the market now. It has been for about a year now. And it's okay. spelled N-U-E-V-I. And uh, late in the project of the development of that, I found out about it and spoke to Niall about it. I said, hey, what do you think of this? Uh, I think it's great and they're beautiful. And, wow. and then Niall and I actually helped... Uh, we got on board with them and they could have done it without us, but uh, Johan welcomed us on board as consultants. And, oh my, uh, I didn't realize and, that. I've kind and, of, yeah. I thought you guys initiated, but Johan Berklin actually initiated the whole He process. fully initiated this and had it pretty much all done. And then Niall and I came on board and had some ideas and fine tuning and this and that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Johan made a, an amazing instrument that's very nice to play and I love it. Oh, it, it's yeah. how would you describe the um, fit and finish, if you will? Is it a solidly built instrument, or does it seem like kind of a uh, elaborate electronic toy? I'm not trying to. Uh... Oh, un understood, understood. Um, that's the thing. Is I told Niall, I said when I first saw him, I said, "I'm really excited. I want to make sure uh, I have your blessing on it before I start promoting this." Yeah, but I haven't played it yet. And I sure hope it plays half as well as it looks. <laughs> yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then when I got it and played it, um, it it's so comfortable. It uh, there's nothing in the way of my musical thoughts and getting them out there through this instrument. It's a professional, wonderful instrument. And yeah. he's also recently put out the Ewe version, which is uh, actually. A, a copy of, uh, not a copy, but well, it, it's the kind of instrument that Michael Brecker played where he, he had a one of a kind that Niall made for him called a RAD, E-W-I. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your finger like this. Yeah, and so, so now there's the Berglund Instruments new RAD and it, your finger like that. So it's, it's kind it of displaces, on both sides. Yeah, it displaces the sax fingering and kind of puts them side by side. 
Okay, so like an ocarina almost. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, Reminds yeah. me of that. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, let's kind of get back into the the whole concept of using it in EVI. One of the things that has occurred to me is that um, <laughs> you know I used to work for Mayor Ferguson, and they um, uh, I have a a slight reputation as kind of a high note guy, yeah. and uh, but I. I've gotten to the point now where I kind of don't care about stuff like that anymore, but I, <laughs> I still care, but not really. So oh, I, I understand. It's a, you know, it's a trumpet thing. I, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Myself as well. Yeah. yeah. That used to be and, the big thing. And the thing that occurred to me is that, you know, uh, Jack Kramer, when I interviewed Jack, who is just a um, classical EVI is a virtue. Also, Mike. Jack gosh. is amazing. Uh, and yeah. um, uh, he, uh, he talked openly about the fact I can't play these high notes on, on my trumpet. So I like the Eevee. I got eight octaves range on there. You know, and there's a lot of trumpet players who strike me as they they wouldn't want to admit that they couldn't play a certain note. <laughs> and do you think maybe whereas that I don't think that occurs with sax players. You know, they, they don't care. Yeah, it's a good and, point. And I wonder do you suppose that uh, a trumpet player's ego is one of the things that may have gotten in the way of the success of the Eevee. You know, that's a, that's an interesting thought and, uh, and it, it, it could be a part of it. And it, it's something I've spoken with a lot of my friends and fellow musicians a lot. And that is, uh, it, it's even kind of a, a joke the the ego of the trumpet player, because, you know, in, in the, in the big band where we think that we're the, you know, the prince of everything, the lead trumpet, we're right on top and in the middle and the forefront and screaming out there and, and, uh, and doing all the circus trapeze acts playing as high as we possibly can, which is fun. And I love hearing that. I love Maynard and, and, uh, and all that stuff. And, and I, I think there's a, a good place for it. Um, but, but, it, but it is funny because you run into a lot of egos for trumpet players especially really successful ones myself included i had this i thought i was the coolest thing in the world i think i was a pretty nice guy but i also thought i was the <laughs> coolest thing in the world and with my high playing and all this and when i was younger and stuff um so i, I think there could be something to that i'll tell there's a, there's a funny thing about that in the evi community and uh -huh. that is um also uh a, a lot of times when we're we're talking online and going about this and that a lot of times not not a ton but you run into it where it's like no oh, no let me tell you how to play the evi no let me tell you how to because <laughs> we're we're all the guys in our community that are the one guy that even knows what an evi is and plays it yeah. and we also have screaming high circus trumpet ego you know <laughs> so, but we actually get along quite well but it's funny because you can tell everyone's used to being the only authority in their whole community on the EVI. Like, let me tell you how this, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But great bunch of guys and gals and people. Um, but it's funny because you do get that, uh, you know, well, you know, a little bit of a rock star thing going. It's funny. Yeah. Well, if I, I'd like to interject a quick comment to the trumpet players who are listening to the show. Uh, put your ego aside and check this instrument out. I really am thrilled to see this um, um, uh, a renaissance for the electronic valve instrument out there. And I think for trumpet players, it really gives you a, a creative double that is just uh, remarkable. Um, let's do a, a little bit more music right now. 
we heard the tune Mr. Booth earlier, which, um, you know, again, the uh, big solo lines on it, I guess, were Evie, right? Uh, That's correct. Yep. Okay. And uh, now we're going to listen to a little duet. Uh, uh, this is the, a canon uh, with mm -hmm. a cello, uh, cello in there. Tell me a little bit about the canon. It's a short piece, but... Um, we'll a really short it. thing I just did, you know, one day to record. I, I'm always experimenting with stuff. Basically, I'm playing an analog... Um, you know, EVI tone, just a nice pure saw wave tone, but I've set it up so that um, a, a measure later, whatever I happen to play, um, that MIDI data, um, that digital data of my performance is echoed by a cello sound, which is just a, a sampled cello instrument. So I'm playing both parts and I'm improvising with the cello that kind of echoes and so forth. So wait a minute. That was live. It was not overdubbed. That was that was not overdubbed. That was live. Oh my! I did not realize that. Well, folks, uh, let's listen to Canon, uh, improvised by Mark Steiner. <laughs> The thing that really blew my mind in listening to that was the cello. Uh, it sounded real. It, I mean, it sounded completely real. Uh, do you attribute that to the fact that this is a wind synthesizer as opposed to a keyboard? Oh, absolutely. Um, and uh, it's interesting because certain acoustic instruments and acoustic styles of expression are uh, approached very well with wind synthesis. We're getting a lot more human muscle continuously through the note, mm -hmm. um, changing from breath and, and natural vibrato from the thumb on the EVI, um, as opposed to, and I do play keyboards and I love piano and keyboards, but typically with the keyboard, you're hitting a note and then you're waiting as it the computer plays the rest of it, so to speak, or it fades off. Yeah, yeah. And and so, for instance, um, playing like drums and piano and stuff from an EVI, it's actually a cool trick and it can work really well and sound good, but it's really hard to do. Those types of sounds are not great to play from an EVI or a guitar even, though mm -hmm. you can do it. It can, it can sound great, but they're hard to do. Mm -hmm. But um, string instruments, actually, uh, the breath is a very good... Uh, analog to the pressure uh, of a bow on a violin yeah, and yeah. the vibrato on the string. So breath translates to bow pressure really well. Mm -hmm. And there's some uh, strings out there that are incredibly good from EVI. And that one's a sample instrument. So it's the sampling of an actual, an actual cello, but there's some 
physical models of strings that even add more depth and realism because those the virtual strings react the harder you blow the way a bow's pressure would react so, so there's some yeah. neat stuff out there it sounded it just sounded remarkable and what was the high uh, line play what was the passive use of the high the higher version the higher that is side? just that is just simply one it's, it's my favorite um tone for the evi or the ewe um and it's just um basically a, it's a sawtooth wave so it's a pure analog synthesizer wave okay. and uh and it was played through uh one of the the 70s evis before the akai ones that are just direct analog and uh they're it, those those sounds and especially the the direct from breath to analog where there's no midi in between there um, Don mentioned this recently in his interview, those 128 steps of MIDI, um, that actually works really well, but what is it feels and sounds even better is just um, when you blow into the instrument, and like with these older instruments, and it's this smooth uh, voltage that has an infinite uh, smoothness of resolution, it has the same resolution as a, an acoustic guitar. So that nice pure waveform is getting really nuanced breath control. Well, and you can actually do those those analog sounds with the new EVI as well. You can do control so, voltages to those. Okay, yeah. well, that's a little technical term. And let's talk about that. So mm -hmm. listeners, um, this is going to get a little technical on you, but if you have background mm -hmm. in electronic instruments, this might be um, uh, kind of important to know. Uh, the, the MIDI. EV, the you know, musical instrument digital interface, is strictly digital, correct? It is. Yep. Okay. So you're dealing with 128 steps, so to speak. Uh, you are. Um, but actually, there's a higher resolution MIDI that can be implemented on the breath, and then and the new EVIs have that. Okay. So you can, and I forget if it's well, it's 14 bit, but I forget if that's like something like 4,000 steps instead. Oh wow! Wow. And so. The thing is, almost no uh, synthesizers out there implement high-resolution breath. But uh -huh. the, uh, the the app on the iPad, the Moog Model D, yeah. made by Moog, uh, that does implement it. And when you play that, that does feel like a voltage, you know, smooth control. Okay. And then, uh, and Johan also on his instruments um, and on all of the new rads has an output for breath uh, that is a it is a, a voltage output. So okay. it is the control yeah. voltage thing. So yeah. um, if, a, if somebody were looking to buy a, a new EV, would, mm -hmm. you, would you recommend uh, getting one that has MIDI and control voltage, both capabilities built into it, uh, asking for a friend? You know what? Um, I, it, you can do so well with just the MIDI. Really? The voltage, the voltage control um, is also really great, and then, and then if you do get that, there are a lot of synths. There's a renaissance of analog modular these days too, which I love. Okay. I'm sewing okay. the modular, and but there are even lower cost modular synths out there um, that will take the CV input and open up that and brighten the filter from your breath. Okay, I, I will say though. Um, you can do great um, with just the MIDI. For instance, I often play my modular sounds through the MIDI, 
-huh. and that is I, I send that MIDI to an interface that that turns it into a voltage control. Mm -hmm. Then I put it into a module called a slew, which smoothens out those steps. Okay. And and so it it sounds really good. It's still not quite as immediate, um, but you usually can't tell the difference. It's hard yeah. to tell the difference at that point. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that, that's really amazing. Um, how many people are working with Johan Berglund? How big is that company? It's really small. He pretty much builds all of it. Really? Um, and uh, which is why there's a, there's a little bit of a waiting list and so forth. Yeah. Um, but he actually, what's neat is he is in um, some talks that have been green lit um, to have a, a smaller team start, start building because there's such a demand for the new rad. Okay. It's just such a neat instrument. So well, again, that's that yeah. woodland based instrument, but right. I, I, I'm sure you, personally as a trumpet player, I may go see the electronic valve instrument. Yeah. Uh, really take off. So uh, the company is growing enough to where it'll be a little more self-sustaining. Do you think? Yeah. And it's, uh, and it's, uh, Fabulously, almost uh, too um, um, uh, successful because the waiting list is so long. Yeah, he uh, he has orders out over a year. Oh my! Um, for uh, for the instruments and uh, and so uh, and uh, he does such a good job building them. There's other people that help with the company, but most of yeah. it's him. Wow. And uh, so basically, he's just decided not to sleep for a few years <laughs> i think he'll sleep in a decade or so oh. but yeah the, um he's working uh with actually um the one of the one of the gentlemen um who was with akai and also was the uh the head of uh of of native instruments in japan yeah. but yeah. he was the one in in akai who was um uh, Mr. Ko Suzuki, who yeah. is the one who kind of brought the EVI in initially, um, or he didn't bring it to it, but he's the one who kind of within a Kai said, yeah, let's do this instrument and got it with a Kai. Okay. And, and uh, uh, Mr. Suzuki is a, an amazing man. And he's a, he's really helping uh, getting, getting some ways of getting that produced uh, in a, in larger numbers. But yeah. Johan is so exacting wanting it to be, a pristine um a built crafted instrument it's it's mm -hmm. a stradivarius it's so nice oh yeah very cool ha have you been to sweden i never have i i uh, oh really we've yeah and we've talked about uh who knows how the future is i've even told my family what would you think about living in sweden you know because <laughs> so yeah. um i one of the neatest things about all of this is just um making friends with Johan. He's a close friend of mine now. He's a neat, uh, a really nice, really kind, intelligent human being, mm -hmm. a great friend. So fun to joke and have fun with. Yeah. And just one of the, just one of the most special friends I've had in my life. Yeah. And it's been yeah. neat to get to know him and work with him. And, and uh, he's in it for the music and for the instrument. He uh, is not in it. Um, and, and I'm not against business or anything that business is all great. That's fine. And done, you know, done honestly and all that, but he's not in, in it for the business or the, the bottom line. Mm -hmm. he, he just wants these great instruments on the planet again. 
Okay. Well, and he's done it. They're I'm beautiful. so grateful to hear. It's interesting. I um, was watching a, um, a video of David Clayton Thomas doing yeah. a uh, doing 40,000 horsemen, yeah. uh, kind of redux, if you will. Yep. And this guy, Bruce Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce Cassidy, I have to say that. He's a, Bruce that. is amazing. And oh, I love David, too. I, and, I love Blood, and, Sweat, and Tears. Yeah. And he was playing a kind of a um, chartreuse, <laughs> you know, yeah. new Evie. And it is, you know, well, ladies and gentlemen, go out and find it on YouTube. Uh, David Clinton Thomas, uh, 40,000 Horsemen with Bruce Cassidy. Uh, and that is an electronic investment. And it is, it is. Uh, yeah. just, uh, just amazing. Well, we've touched on um, the concept of um, uh, synthesis, using synthesizers to make music uh, as opposed to, you know, uh, traditional instruments. And, yeah. um, and, and uh, you're a keyboard player, but you also play Eevee. And, and I assume you play Eevee. Do you play Eevee? Uh, not really well. I've lately been playing the new rad quite a bit. Okay. Um, but just... Um, just to show how cool it is and promote it and so forth. Okay. And, okay. and uh, I'm not that good at it, but I'm playing it and I'm getting a little better. But, uh, and the, the funny thing is, is I, I was thinking I was going to learn the fingering for it, but I'm really just putting it in EVI mode. So, okay. I'm really fingering, so it's a little, don't tell anyone, but yeah. 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 A lot of these companies, uh, before I kind of hit on the idea of, Really looking at the you know the Berglund new Eevee, um, I uh, was you know uh, researching other companies. Um, you know this is your show, so I'm not going to use their names. But these are various and <laughs> these are various and sundry uh, uh, sax playing a uh, uh, saxophone design um, or woodland ballad, uh, electronic wind instruments. And as you could do what you said, put it in EV mode. So yeah. it looks more like a um, recorder, but uh, you can finger it like a trumpet. But uh, everybody I've, that I talked to said that if you're a trumpet player, you're really going to prefer the Eevee as opposed to the um, Eevee in yeah. uh, trumpet mode. So I, I find that intriguing. Can you tell, tell us a little bit more? Now, let's get into um, musical synthesis. Uh, I'll tell you what, let, let me go back to your last little bit for a second okay. here. And that is, there's a really important thing here. And especially, uh, and I've played um, almost all the EWI models out there and other yeah. similar. Yeah. Um, because while, while I'm, you know, into the different devices and I, and some of them, of course, I have a family connection to, um, in the end, whatever makes music sound well, I love. So I, whatever instrument does the job yeah some of them do it well in different ways i love them and johan's the same way he's he uh he enjoys any kind of competition and he actually has good relationships with a lot of the developers of the other ones that are okay okay and that they actually um but i'll tell you what when i got when i uh, play in the the new rad or or the ewes that are out there or even some of the other ones uh, which i've played um as a trumpet, uh, comparing those to then playing the EVI, um, it's night and day. Having the, uh-huh. the canister of the EVI uh-huh. actually grounds you with an axis of support that is so solid. You don't need a neck strap. Um, yeah. And yeah. It, it actually, when I play my EVI versus an, 
versus an iwi and because i'm a trumpet player largely yeah um i do i do play much better on the actual evi that that canister point of contact yeah. and i didn't know it all these years until i played the other instruments like um i i actually um my my honest opinion when someone comes to me and says hey what, what should i get even if they play sax I tell them it's it's actually if you if you want an honest opinion it's worth learning the fingering of the EVI because yeah. it's actually easier to play than those other ones. Wow! And okay. almost no one would ever listen to that. I don't blame them. Yeah. <laughs> but I yeah. actually believe it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Sure. I, I get that. Well, and, and um, after I did the the show uh, two weeks ago with Dan Kagan, um, uh, when I quit recording. Uh, we uh, chatted a little bit, you know, he kind of gave me a tutorial on the new Evie. And here, this thing remark, you know, I play four valve piccolo and four valve flugelhorn. Right. And um, the fourth valve is just one and three, it lowers the horn of, uh, fourth. Um, and then, you know, particularly on piccolo trumpet, you use it to, you know, n navigate the trumpet pieces from the Baroque a little better when you get down right. below there. Um, right. But he just said that the ring, you know, that, that mm -hmm. portal ring is just like a fourth valve and that you can get used to playing it pretty quickly. How easy is it for a trumpet player to get a hold of the new Evie and start making music on it? You know, um, it's it's quite easy and it's, um, it's kind of, I, I would say it's like this, but it really is this. It's the difference between um, learning how to train your embouchure uh -huh. to get the different intervals versus yeah. learning how to use a single hot key on your, on your computer keyboard and remembering where that hot key is. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it actually is really easy, but it's, it's been one of the most intimidating things for trumpet players okay. to have the roller octaves. And then that one key that splits the octave for you. And uh, when I, and I went through that learning curve, I, I was um, deep into trumpeting for your, for some years yeah. when I first got one, when I, for sure, playing an EVI. Well, I don't know how I don't know how deep I was. I guess maybe I was two years into trumpeting because I was in junior high when I first got one. Okay. But uh, but I did find I, I at first was goofing around on it, and it was not very. I think it was it was within that first week that I realized I without realizing it, I was re, I was reading sheet music and I was no longer thinking about that fourth valve. Okay. And it's, okay. And it's way easier. It's an on off thing. It's way easier than the subtleties of an embouchure. Sure. But, but you still use all of, all of that musical um, expertise that you put into your embouchure for the articulation and all that stuff. So the note, the note choice is easier, but the expression is all there. So. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, uh, let's get into talking a, a, a couple of minutes about uh, synthesis, you know, creating music electronically um, you know, with wind controllers, keyboard controllers, whatever. I guess I guess I want you to set up uh, the track Rain Creatures that we're going to listen to now. So you can talk, um, expound, if you will, on yeah. uh, synthesis for us. Okay. And, and so a really, here's a really take towards it, especially with the EVI or any breath controlled synthesizer. And that is those, those instruments, and especially the EVI and the EWI, um, were developed by Nile painstakingly with so many prototypes to get um, every, everything out of the way of getting the musician to the music. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's actually ergonomically 
especially the EVI, it's ergonomically so easy to play. Um, it's, it's so easy to get to the music that it can actually, you find that it's, those instruments are really easy for someone to sound really pretty good and maybe kind of in the middle mediocre. Yeah, like a very early beginner can sound pretty good on it. Uh -huh. And so the real struggle comes to um, playing in ways where it sounds like you are struggling with the instrument in a masterful way. Okay. And that's, that's a huge deal. And so for instance, Niall um, has played some Maynard Ferguson pieces yeah. on the analog EVI. And when he goes goes through those high notes, he struggles hitting them. He pretends like they're hard to hit. And sometimes he'll even almost get to them and, and out of kind of a, a comedy parody. He'll almost hit them, and then he won't quite make it. And uh, he'll uh -huh. try again, and, whoo, and then he'll take it up another octave in the stratosphere. <laughs> and and it was funny because he was doing he he uh, he often had a, a Maynard Ferguson kind of an, an impersonation he would do. Uh -huh. and uh kind of and then and do that and he kind of missed the notes but then he finally not that maynard misses the notes but he'd finally like he's trying to be as, as good as maynard and he played really high and up higher and higher and he did that one time in a in a session and uh someone came over to him and said hey mr ferguson really loved that so maynard was off off uh <laughs> one thing the really? listening to that and he loved oh. it he thought it was he thought it was great yeah. um it's a huge thing though and that is, and i actually uh last night i I did a video shoot for a new demo that I'm working on for some woodwind sounds that are analog okay. for wind synth. Yeah. And and one thing I talk about in that is is the the importance of the introduction of struggle. Okay. And so when I'm um and that is when I play these instruments with an EVI, the vibrato happens exactly when I want it to. And mm -hmm. otherwise it's it's in tune perfectly when I want it to, as long as I'm not too lazy and I and mm -hmm. I do the tuning, the digital tuning, then it's going to stay in tune. Yeah. But, yeah. but what I did for these patches in this demo um, is I showed, well, with this kind of double read sort of emulation of not any particular double read instrument, but an emulation of an acoustic expression type, um, I'm going to make it so that the harder I blow, the tone gets different, but mm -hmm. also it goes a little bit out of tune. And th in this case, it went slightly flat the harder I blew. And oh. I, I want to set the center of pitch right where I want that tone at its kind of usual wanted spot. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, suddenly that EVI tone, it's hard to play because I got to have really good breath support that's continuous. And I'm doing vibrato with my diaphragm and then yeah. that, that pitch and that, it's harder to play, but introducing that struggle makes it far more interesting and you, okay. and you hear some imperfections. And yeah. so, what what that gets us to this final piece uh is uh this final piece is all acoustic however okay. i approached it um it was from a, a project i've done over the last decade or so um this is actually my version of a, of a larry naibo piece of music larry naibo is a close friend and amazing composer but he i did this version of one of his songs and this is all acoustic but in this in this piece, my goal was to approach acoustic instruments the way I would approach synthesizer programming, and and so I'm there's actually a few instruments that um, are very not not very well known, and there's some that I kind of 
built for it that are acoustic, but are more going towards synthesizer type sounds. And, and uh, for instance, there's, a, there's a, something in there that you will hear that's called a sansula. And that's, that's an instrument that's uh, like the thumb piano. The actual, okay. the, uh, I believe it's the kalimba. I might be remembering that wrong. Okay. But it, okay. it's kind of like one of those, but it has also a round drum part hollowed out and it's attached to a drum membrane. And you actually, while you're plucking those little metal tines, you move that membrane uh, away from them and into your stomach. And it does more of a synthesizer. So there's that and a lot of other things where it's like, let's do a tune that uses i was just think i i just thought this one i want to do acoustic instruments approach the way i approach a synthesizer yeah. um but in the in the tone of but in the idea of, but let's make them you know very expressive and and uh textury and that's yeah. that's what that piece is basically so this is this is uh let's give a listen to the tune titled rain creatures
Well, we just heard Rain Creatures and that that amazing piece of music. I really, really just loved it. Um, Thank you. Now, um, uh, are there tutorials? Do you do tutorials or are there tutorials out there uh, on how to perfect your skills on the electronic valve instrument? There are, and I've, I've done a, f um, a few official tutorials <clears throat> and a lot of unofficial ones where I'm just here, check this out and check that out. There's also um, um, almost every EWI tutorial will help the EVI player as well. Really? So, so much of it is just the, the same instrument with different fingerings. Um, and, and then a lot of it is you kind of also have to start becoming a synthesist because okay. there's going to be a technical side of it. Yeah. And um, um, myself and many others really have gone to great lengths to try to eliminate that need. And okay. so there are, there are patches out there and sound banks and so forth and, yeah. and even instruments built so that it's ready out of the box to just blow in it and play it. And, you know, the, the espresso from Dyna sample is an amazing one by, uh, by Ingo of Dyna sample. And, um, and there's a lot of, uh, the Respiro is, is a, a physical modeling made, made for all of these wind synthesis types, uh, that's re ready to go with patches and sounds beautiful. And there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff out there. Uh, you, YouTube is your friend there. There's yeah, yeah. plenty of stuff to learn. With. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I've been kind of fascinated <coughs> by this concept of a thing called, uh, the nitty rotator being able yes. to do uh, uh, multiple um, multiple pi multiple pitches tracking in, in parallel force of things and yeah that into, can you comment on that um, briefly please? yeah and I and uh, Robbie Kilgore um, came up with this initially and he's a producer and musician um, and just uh, he's an exceptionally intelligent man but he came up with that in conjunction helping out with Brecker and and uh, uh, Sam Zambito also helped out with that, but okay. using uh, using um, you know the MIDI EVI in conjunction with then I think it was even before the MIDI EVI, but in but it was a or an EWI, but it was one of Niles' earlier EWIs converted to have MIDI for Michael. But anyway, uh, using the Oberheim expander, and basically it's a simple setup, and there's complex versions of it. But basically, whatever note you play, it's also playing a fifth down. Okay. And then in the middle of those two, there's one other note that's going to complete a triad, basically. Okay. It's usually just three notes, but they're spread over all ranges, and you can make it sound like more things going on but you're, than, uh, than really is. But that third note rotates. So every time I articulate a new note, that third note in the middle building some kind of triad it's not going to always be a perfect third. It might, it might bump around to any other note in there and you, and you can program those rotators and usually it's just four rotations. Um, really? Some okay. The, some, and, but your brain, because if, if you sit there and just played a, a C a bunch of times, your brain would catch on to that pattern of, Oh, okay. It's rotating through three different triads. Okay. But if you're playing chromatically and all over the place, um, your brain, your brain completely loses track of, you know, interval detection. And it just yeah. sounds like this great arrangement. Yeah. And yeah. there's one, I, I almost submitted this one to have your listeners here, but I, I would say, and I don't know if you've heard this one, but there's a, 
there's a YouTube video that I did where the rotator, I really tried to push its limits and it's a live playing. It's kind of an improvised corral, so to speak, but it's, it's called, if you search YouTube for Mark Steiner ghost choir. Okay. It's one, it's one sitting and take and I'm, and in that I'm playing uh, the horns and some electronic sounds and some strings and also a choir that is actually singing Latin. And so not only does it rotate through those, but each new enunciation or each new articulation of the EVI um, is triggering uh, different syllables and consonants of an actual choir. And it's the East West Symphonic Choirs. That instrument was, uh, they had a real choir sampled where every note within the, within the range of a professional choir, they sung um, every, uh, every different uh, vowel sound and consonant sound. And so you can actually have that in a playable instrument. Oh my. So, so when you listen to this, I used the rotator and all of these instruments are layered together in different ways. I took okay. it a step further. Some of the instruments, if I play, for instance, up and down the seven octave range, some of them would hover around just in one and a half octave range. If I got to the top of that, it would go back down to the bottom of that little range. Mm -hmm. So that introduces a lot more of the, it actually gives the illusion of a very evolving um, arrangement, but it's, yeah. Yeah. it's actually just a triad rotator for the most part. Well, so. it's, it's just, again, a tribute to the amazing things you can do with a, a wind controller and all this electronics we have have available to it's us. It's neat, today. yeah. And I'd, I'd say go go look that one up after okay. the show. I was going to send you, but it's in, on YouTube, Mark Steiner, and then Ghost Choir. Well, and I, you can it, watch it, me play it live. It's pretty. It's pretty neat. And okay, uh, cool. My hats off to the technologists, Robbie Kilgore, and others who developed those instruments and the rotator and all that stuff. It's uh, we're it's a neat time to be a musician. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> so. definitely.
Well, Mark, what about at the end of the uh, uh, 15 minutes or so that a lot for these shows? And I, I typically will ask um, this question of every guest that I have. And this, uh, 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 among my listeners, of course, are trumpet players. And I mentioned earlier that we have um, uh, music educators and students. So um, I would like you to uh, uh, expound, if you will, um, uh, what advice would you give to a music student about to graduate from college as to how to survive better in the 21st century? Oh, that's a good question. And I bet you've heard similar answers to this, but one of the neatest things is that we do have the internet and we do have YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, and so we can host our own, our own uh, recitals and we can make our own little uh, jazz club and music club or whatever. It's a little harder to make the money. Um, and, uh, but what I would say beyond that, which I think you've probably heard and it's true, but I would also just say, if you find yourself developing your, your skills to bring beautiful music into the world, um, you will get opportunities. So just focusing on, um, with humility and even as a, as a, as a trumpeter with an ego, I try to get <laughs> humility and and try to find anything I can from music from any source to bring it in. And and I would also say, make music that you wish was out in the world more. Okay. Because that's the best thing you have to offer as an individual musician. Make that kind of music because there's other people that you're going to find are thinking like you and they're, or or maybe when they hear what you have to make, they'll say, oh, never heard anything like that. Just keep loving and playing your music. Find a way to get through financially. Um, but also get your music, use that internet, get it in people's ears, you know. And uh, I, maybe there are better than me for people out there to hear from about how to make the money off it. Because I've actually really not focused on that at all. And I still don't. Mm -hmm. I love just playing what I feel like playing. Yeah, some people yeah. think that's turns out to be completely ridiculous and strange, and I'm okay with that. And some people just <laughs> love it. And hey, that's what it's all about. I'm I'm totally cool with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mark, great great ideas. Um, Mark Steiner, I am so grateful that you were able to sit down with me this morning and chat about the the new EV uh, synthesis and well, making music um, you know, during these hard times, but. Uh, but just making music in general. Mark, thanks for joining me this morning. Oh, it's, it's an honor to be invited. Thank you so much. You take good care of yourself. Thanks for listening to today's show. I hope you enjoyed it and learned something too. To find out more about Evie, there are a couple places you can search on the internet. First, Mark is all over YouTube. So you can just go on YouTube and search Mark Steiner. Um, next, you should go to Passman Music and find the Niall Steiner homepage. You can find out a lot of information there. Finally, to really find out about the new EV, you should go to Berglund Instruments, that's B-E-R-G-L-U-N-D Instruments, dot Mediariff, M-E-D-I-A-R-I-F, dot com. Berglund Instruments, dot Mediariff, dot com. And you can find out about the uh, brand new EV on that website. Also, don't forget to go back and listen to the archives of this program. They all live on SoundCloud, and every show plays like a mini masterclass or career day seminar on survival and music in the 21st century. 
Well, that's it for this installment of Variable D Postulate Ensemble Projects. I celebrate Christmas, and for all my listeners who do so also, have a safe, peaceful, and joy-filled Christmas. To my listeners who celebrate differently, have a safe and wonderful holiday season. Till the next show, don't stop the music. Peace.